Good to have you with us in the fast lane on 101 ESPN with Cardinal World Series champ Brad Thompson and Chris Ranji. I'm Randy Carricker and Colton Wong, the gold glove winning Cardinal second baseman, joins us on the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Colton, great to have you with us. And first of all, how are you handling all of this stuff? Oh, man, you know, I'm doing good. Well, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, yeah, just, you know, just trying to stay staying positive, you know attitudes i guess you know obviously we all kind of want to be playing baseball we don't want to be outside but um trying to do what i can stay ready hey i think that's a great place to start colton is the positive attitude in general because that's something just uh, getting the opportunity uh, opportunity to be around you the last couple of years you exude that man you get that positive energy on the field you have it off the field and people right now they're, they're pent up at home they're, they're frustrated they're tired a lot of people are, are worried about jobs and stuff like that keep that positive attitude man that's a big thing isn't it Absolutely. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed in my situation to have the job that I have, uh, you know, and to do what I do. So, you know, when you're kind of blessed that way, you, t- you tend to be a little happy. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think at this, you know, this time it's just always being thankful to have family, you know, being loved by one another and having people that really care about you. You know, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, just trying to be around the family that I love right now and, and trying to, you know, soak that in. And with the last few years, over the last few years, you have firmly established yourself in the lineup with your position uh, on the field as well for the Cardinals. And as you go into a, a spring training, after being in an LCS, everybody's looking ahead to see how you can how you can top that. To, to have yeah. everything happen the way it happened in spring training, where you know you first start to hear murmurs of, well, maybe uh, there's there's not going to be. Uh, spring's not going to last all the way through. They might have to cut it short, or maybe the season gets cut short. As you started to hear stuff like that trickle out over the last, you know, six, seven, eight weeks, what were you thinking? I'm trying to not think about that too much. Obviously, you know, you want to, you don't want to be just blindsided, so you kind of keep tabs on what's going on. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was one of those things where you're trying to get ready for a season. You know, the, the, the biggest thing at this point was, you know, locking myself in for the season and getting ready, you know, doing what I needed to do to take care of, of that. And, um, yeah, so, you know, really wasn't too locked in on that. But, you know, crazy, man. This is just a, some crazy times for everybody. Um, trying to understand what to do. You know, it's just I've been talking to a lot of younger guys, too, on the team and just, you know, trying to make sure they're okay because, you know, right now we're all just kind of lost. You know, no one really has any answers for us and no one's giving us any answers, you know. So we're all just trying to stay, you know, ready and, and you know, <laughs> Hopefully, hoping for our phone call to kind of go off. Colton, where are you right now? Where did you uh, land after everything was called off on that Thursday in Jupiter? Yeah, I'm actually in St. Louis. I was in Jupiter for a little while, but then decided that, you know, I have my house in St. Louis. I have things that I need or everything that I need in St. Louis. You know, So, uh, yeah, I'm back here right now. Hey, what, what kind of uh, baseball stuff are you doing to stay ready? I, I watched a video a couple of weeks back. It was Joey Gallo hitting in his uh, high-rise apartment in his dining room, I think it was. I was watching uh, your, your former teammate, Joe Kelly, work on his changeup in his backyard in what looked to be Arizona and threw it through his window. So <laughs> what, what are you doing to stay ready baseball-wise? Yeah, um, you know, just a little thing. Obviously, I, I have my tee, I have my net up, uh, things like that. But a while ago, I bought this little – uh, you know, it's almost like one of those little golf uh, wiffle balls. Mm-hmm. It's a machine. It's like a pitching machine. And I've been using that. I've been kind of hitting it inside with that, um, you know, because with, with those soft um, wiffle ball golf balls, they're not really going to break anything. You know, you can kind of hit them off of things, and, and they're okay. So my wife gave me the okay to go and, and swing away in the house. So I have a little bat and that I, I use. And then 
I'll set up on a tripod and lower it down and take some ground balls and just doing the little things, you know, trying to be creative. That's the biggest thing in this situation. You know, I think everyone's trying to figure out, you know, obviously, you know, when stuff like this isn't happening, we're able to do what we want, you know, go to our gyms, go to our training facilities. But right now it's, you know, it's kind of just, you know, on each other. So just, you know, I try to spread some things that I'm, I'm, I'm learning, things that I'm figuring out. And then, uh, you know, using that as the social media to get that out because, that's all kids want to do. And, you know, especially us, we're just trying to figure out ways to keep ourselves baseball ready. And, and that's the challenge because you can't do it the way you've done it for years. So you got to figure out a, a way to stay in shape and to stay ready, knowing that there could be a time here in the next several weeks there is baseball again, and we're all hopeful of it. Colton, if it happens Absolutely. the way they're talking about, where maybe you're just playing in Florida or just playing in Arizona. Divisions are mixed up. You're not playing in front of fans. What do you think yeah. of, of those proposals? Um, You know what, for me, as long as it's getting televised, I'm okay with, you know, I just want the fans to be able to realize, like, we want to be out there playing for them. You know, we, we want to play, be playing baseball again. We love playing baseball. And, you know, when we were kids growing up playing this game, man, we never had fans anyway, so – you know, it's just kind of going back to the old school ways of getting back to it. And, you know, I think people might be kind of, you know, shocked when you see us back out there. I, I know a lot of guys are going to be playing a lot harder, uh, you know, just having a lot more fun knowing that, you know, like this at an instant, you know, base, baseball can be taken away. You know, we've heard from a handful of players around the game that, you know, some of them are all on board with whatever they want to do. Some people really aren't that interested in, in having to be sequestered in a hotel away from family and, and do that for several months. Do you think most players, and, and you know, throw your obviously you, you can speak for yourself, and I know you can't speak for everybody, but do you think that most people would be on board with being away from home for that long? Yeah, you know, I understand where they're coming from with that. Like, obviously, we all have families, and we all, you know, at the end of the day, have to take care of our families. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, we all sign up for, for this. You know, we all choose to go down this path of, you know, being away from our families and, and playing this sport. And, you know, I think it's kind of something that, you know, it, it doesn't really change too much. You know, I think, obviously, you know, you being away from your family a lot longer is going to be, you know, a lot more of a sacrifice. But at the end of the day, we're still, you know, I guess – what I'm trying to say is the baseball life doesn't last that long. So, you know, even being away for this amount of time, you know, it's still giving you an opportunity to live your baseball career out for that much longer because we all know baseball comes and goes real quick. So, you know, for me, I'm, all, I'm on board for anything. You know, I just want to be playing again and be doing the thing that I love. Cardinal second baseman Colton Wong with us in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Colton, we know that you got on to Jupiter early with Paul DeYoung and you work together on fielding. If we put you on a field today, would you be fine? I'd be great. I'd be absolutely <laughs> fine. Come on now. <laughs> I don't question. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that, that doesn't right slack, now, right? Anybody, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you about uh, Mike Schilt, Colton, because uh, I find myself every time I have a conversation with Mike, I, I uh, walk away from it. Like, I feel like like he I don't know if he does it on purpose, maybe just so I'm nice all the time. But like, he, I feel like I walk away pumped up and like, God, he, he like believes in me a little bit. What, what is it about Mike Schilt that it, it, it just seems like everybody, everybody believes in him and he believes in everybody? What is it about Mike that stands out to you? Yeah, man, I think the thing with Mike is he looks at you more than just a player. He looks at you as, as a person, you know, as, as a friend, as somebody who, you know, he really cares about. I mean, you have a manager who doesn't just care about your stats, that cares more about you, know, you as a person. You tend to want to fight for that guy a little more, you know. And I think Mike's established that with, with the whole team. is like, you know, he, he's here for everybody. You know, 
good, the bad, the ugly, no matter how you're playing, he's still going to love you at the end of the day. And, um, you know, when you have a manager that really just loves you like that and wants, you know, the best for you no matter what, um, you know, you tend to want to play with a little more of an edge or a little, little more excited. How much uh, conversation or, or, you know, how much interaction do you have with him now? Obviously, it's a lot more difficult to be face-to-face. Can't really do that. But as yeah. far as talking with him, does it happen much? Um, not too much. I mean, we still do our, you know, our, we have like, in, what is it called? Uh, Zoom. And, you know, we, we FaceTime here and there and, and have our talks. But uh, for the most part, I think everyone's just really trying to get a grasp of what's going on. You know, we're all still kind of, trying to figure out our, our game plans, you know, for what, what makes the most sense. But, yeah, you know, he, Mike's been doing a good job of just trying to keep in touch with us. I mean, we have team texts, you know, and, and all those Zoom calls and whatnot. So we're, we're staying in touch with each other. It's just a matter of, you know, trying to get some answers now. Hey, Wonger, as we were going through spring training, we were putting together our lineups, and we had Colton Wong, all of us did, have Colton Wong as the leadoff hitter. In your conversations with Mike, did you feel pretty comfortable about, A, where you were in the lineup, and, B, uh, that you were a guy that could do that for 150 games? I know you've always wanted to do that. Yeah. um, Actually, we never had a conversation about it. (laughs) You know, it just kind of – uh, organically happened, I'd say. Um, you know, one day I kind of showed up for spring training. I thought I was leading off, and um, you know, it just kind of went on from there. Uh, I didn't, I didn't put it in Mike's ear to do it. You know, I think he just kind of went with it, and I uh, started working at spring training. So I think we're, we just kind of rolled with it. What's the biggest thing you've done over the course of the last three or four years to become a really good leadoff hitter? Um, understanding that, you know, I don't need to do it all by myself. You know, getting that understanding, like, okay, you know, like, for me, you know, I'd rather put myself in situations and give my team the best chance to win. You know, for instance, like, I know that if somebody, like, when I was hitting second and Dex got on, like, I was trying to figure out any way possible to get Dex over to scoring position for the guys behind me. You know, so leading off, I'm doing that same mentality. You know, if it's, if it's a quick inning by my pitcher, I can be aggressive. If it's a long inning, like, I'm going to understand, like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to work this guy. Or just understanding what do I need to do to put the guys behind me in the best situation. You know, if it's a nasty pitcher, I want to try and go up there and battle my first A.B. You know, not really be aggressive out of that, but, you know, fight and battle and make this guy work so my guys can see behind me what what's, uh, what this guy's bringing. So just having that, you know, mentality has really allowed me to understand the player that I am. Colton, I loved it last year, specifically in the second half, when defenses would shift you over and you'd see the third baseman playing like in the 5-6 hole. Uh, Danny mm-hmm. Mack and I, we'd be sitting in the booth, and well, here comes the double down the, the left field line because you're just going to slap it that way and do something. You, <laughs> you have grown so much as a hitter. Was there like a mechanical fix for you? I know you just talked about the mental approach. Was there a mechanical change that you made? Yeah, you know, just understanding how to get on plane. You know, me being a smaller guy, it's a lot easier for me to get my bat on plane, you know, and stay on plane as long as possible. And I started learning, like, you know, I'm a pretty compact little guy that I can keep my hands pretty tight, you know. So if I get on the plane and guys start coming in on me, I know that I keep my hand inside of most baseballs. And, and you know, if I do that, I'm allowing my barrel to, to hit these balls. You know, even if it's the left side, I'm still giving my chance a, an opportunity to succeed. And then, you know, with that, I started understanding, okay, like I can hit – the ball you know this deep with a different angle and it's a line drive you know and I started just understanding okay there's different ways of hitting you know obviously I want to drive the ball to the park sometimes but for the most part like unless that falls into my lap I'm going to take what I can you know because we are in the middle of an, a global pandemic and it's something we have never uh, had to go through in our lifetimes because this happened now 
Uh, everybody's forgotten about the Houston Astros, except for me. I'm trying to keep it alive. So uh, what do you think of those cheaters? <laughs> what a question. <laughs> hey, man, so, at the end of the day, you know, how I, how I say is, you know, we all got to lay in our own bed. We all got to go to sleep at night. You know, I know that I can go to sleep at night every single night knowing that I would. Ne- I never choose this game. You know, I might not have had the most success, man, but I've always played the game the right way. I played it hard. And I did what I, you know, needed to do that was right, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, I know that I can go to bed and I know I can, you know, walk around my head raised high because I know I've been doing things the right way my whole life. And, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, you know, those guys, they still got to look in the mirror every day. They still got to, you know, be satisfied with what they did. And, uh, you know, so for me to bash them and continue to do that, you know, I think that inner demon will kind of eat at them more than anything that I can say. You call them cheaters. What, yeah. Could you imagine, though, Colton, <laughs> and I think everybody, every hitter feels this way, if you knew what was coming, I mean, for example, I don't know if you saw the stat in the World Series, uh, Kershaw threw them 55 curveballs and sliders, and they didn't swing at a single one of them. Yeah. Well, we know Clayton Kershaw kind of struggles in the playoffs regardless, so that's not a good example. Get him. Get him. Hey, that Matt Adams home run. Poor guy didn't do anything wrong. Is that the highest he's ever jumped? (laughs) Dude, that's the highest we all jumped, I think, man. When he hit that home run off Kershaw in that situation, you you couldn't keep anybody down. We were all jumping everywhere. I didn't even know what happened, what I was doing in that situation. It was fantastic. <laughs> hey, I, I wanted to ask you about your cornhole game because I believe Jed Jerko called you out. And I, I don't think that Jerko, watching his videos, I'm not sure Jed has done anything but play cornhole since he has been home, man. What, what is going on with this cornhole challenge here? Yeah, man, Jed kind of came up with this whole cornhole challenge because I saw on Instagram he was doing these trick shots. And uh, I started laughing because I was like, look at this guy, man. We were all trying to, like, work out, like, do different things. And here's Jed over there throwing – cornhole bag so i comment i'm like you don't want none of this smoke jed and uh you know he, he contacted me right away and he was like hey we need to do a game and if you guys know jed jed's really good at cornhole and i'm not that good so this is gonna be funny i've been practicing the past couple of days i was like you know what i can't go on this and make a fool of myself so i gotta make sure i can at least hold my own a little bit but jed's pretty good you know those trick shots he's doing probably didn't take him that many tries Dude, he, he did the behind-the-back, no-look, and chugged an entire beer. Like, that that was a good shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Jed, though. Jed that's will true. chug a beer and then go hit a homer. <laughs> you know, that's, that's who Jed Jerko is. And that's, are, are you nervous? Uh, a little bit, man, honestly. I just got to make sure. I got to tell Jed, like, keep down on the drinking. I feel like the more drinking he's going to do, the better he's going to get. So I need to make sure he, he keeps that down a little bit. And that's you talk about pressure. It's Instagram Live, so it's worldwide tomorrow night. And oh, man. Yeah, so everybody will have the chance to see it tomorrow well, now Instagram. he's nervous. Yeah, everyone will get a chance to see me. Hopefully I don't make a fool out of myself. I got to go do some arm care, you know, work on my techniques. And I've been watching some YouTube trying to get some feel on the right techniques. But, man, this is tough. Tell you what, when you flip a ball to Paul Dion, at least he can turn it himself. Like trying to flip a ball into a hole and, you know, be accurate. That's a little that's a little hard. Hey, but you do have experience, all right? I, I know that you do this every year with Jason Mott. You team up with the Mott Foundation, the Cornhole Challenge. I believe this year is in August at, at the Beer Garden. So, I mean, you, you've you had some prep before. It might not be like playing second base, winning gold gloves, you know, <laughs> potentially hitting leadoff. Yeah. But you've been here, done that. No, yeah, I've been I've been fortunate to be a part of that or, that organization for a while now and doing that cornhole event. So, 
yeah, you know, I've, I've definitely had my, my fair share of practice, but man, I got to really put up if I'm hosting a cornhole event in St. Louis. I got to make sure I can at least hold my own. Well, so, just, what do you, you know, what are you repping the city? That's right. I'm, so, I'm sorry? You're, you're, you're repping the city, so you have to, you got to oh, represent. Of yes. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm going to rep the city with the K Cancer shirt. You know, I got to kind of stick to where this whole cornhole event kind of rooted from. Just continue to show support, but I'll be wearing the uh, Cardinal Red for sure. Love it. Hey, Wonger, what did you say to your wife to allow, get her to allow you to uh, hit balls in the house? <laughs> I was like, honey, I need one more contract, so I need a hit right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's not something that everybody can use. I was, I was what, wanting something that I could use. <laughs> yeah. I was like, honey, if I want to retire, I need one more contract, so I need a swing right now. Sorry. I'll load the machine. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't take that much convincing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. No, no. My wife's really good, man. I married, I married an athlete, so she understands the whole, like, child you know, we all have inside us and just doing things that we weren't supposed to do. So she's okay with it as long as, you know, I clean up the mess and try not to break too much stuff. Where did you guys meet? College. College. She's actually born and raised in – she was born in Hawaii and uh, went back to Ohio for high school where her family's from, but always wanted to go back to college. So I actually met her at University of Hawaii in college, and we've been together ever since. When you've got downtime now, uh, you're not hitting baseballs in the house – uh, you're not working on your game. Are you doing anything? Uh, and and the cornhole, obviously. Are you yeah. watching Netflix or anything? <laughs> do you, do you have anything else that's occupying your time? Uh man, honestly, I get a chance to organize my house now. That's pretty cool. Like, you know, finally getting a chance. Like before, it was kind of just I threw everything inside the house. You know, it was all good. But now, understanding where everything is, they have everything has a place. Like that's part of like growing up and being adult people. Like I'm finally like taking that next step. So give me a pat on the back. Hey, but uh, yeah, you know, just doing that, man, and uh, just being able to kind of help out because, you know, people don't realize like the wives are put in that situation. You know, when we start the season, they got to do that all by themselves. So, you know, it's kind of nice for her to have me around, even though I don't do much. You know, I do a little bit more than it takes a little stress off her. Well, Colton, we appreciate you taking some time with us today. We can't wait to see you back on the field and uh, continue to be safe. And uh, we'll see you soon. Yes, sir. You guys take care, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much, Colton. That is the Cardinal second baseman, Colton Wong, on 101 ESPN. And, of course, tomorrow, Instagram Live. Just go to Jed Jerko's account, and you'll see the Cornhole Challenge. And Jerko is amazing with what he does. Dude, I mean, the, the shots are silly. I, I mentioned the one that was the behind-the-back, mm-hmm. no-looker, right in, and then chugged an entire beer, which was uh, awesome as well. Uh, but I think the latest one where he's calling out Colton Wong, he is in his foyer throws it over his upstairs walkway and into the living room in just dead ringer right in the middle. I mean, he's got some games. So Colton's going to have his hands full. But the sheer athlete in Colton Long is going to come out in an event like this. Yeah, no doubt. And he has athletic ability, and it was cool to hear him talk about his development as a hitter and having the plan that he has from inning to inning. If it's a short inning, he's going to work that guy. And if it's a long inning, uh, he can be a little bit more aggressive. And just understanding, and it's not easy as a hitter to move from what got you there to being a leadoff hitter in Major League Baseball because pretty much everybody got there on talent and being able to hit the ball out of the ballpark.
you got to be able to make adjustments. If you want to stick around in the league, and Colton's already had a very good career, uh, but he knows that there's more there. There's more in the tank. He's made some adjustments. He's getting better and better. And I, I was so excited for a lot of guys this season. But Colton was right there near the top of the list because of the year that he had last year, the momentum he had coming into 2020, and let's hope he gets to use some of that. And I know I, I think people sort of misunderstood him a couple of years ago when, when he was – uh, talking about, uh, you know, wanting to be out there every day and not having to worry about his job and, you know, that sort of thing. And I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here what he was talking about. But um, I, I think it's clear there's a lot of confidence there in his own ability. And you, you have to have that. You know, I, I know there are most players have at least some level of confidence. Otherwise, you don't get to professional sports unless you have that. But there are, I, I think sometimes the confidence can get misunderstood as cockiness. And I don't think that's it. I think he just, he knows he's good. And, and he knows that he belongs where he is. And he's finally had an opportunity to prove it. And he's, he's done exactly that. I also thought it was interesting him talking about uh, what's next for Major League Baseball and, and whether or not they get the season going in a capacity where they're playing in front of nobody and having to stay at a hotel and be away from uh, their families. I, again, it's at a conversation we've had a, a bunch of times wondering how many players, what percentage of players are on board with that idea. And it is encouraging to hear him be so outspoken about that and to say, look, baseball life is short. And if this is an opportunity for us to play, we should go do it. And I want to go do it. I hope, and, and again, I can't, we cannot make players want to do it, but I hope that most of them feel the way he feels, that they that they say, look, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this my whole life. This is an unusual opportunity or an unusual chance, uh, so I'm going to go do it. And, you know, it, it'll, it'll be good for people if we get back out there and it can be done in a safe way. So I, I hope and I wonder how many players are, are on board with that same idea. I'm intrigued also, guys, by what he talked about with – a new contract and how he got his wife to get him to hit balls inside the house. But here's the thing. The Cardinals number 20 prospect, their top middle infield prospect is Edmundo Sosa. Their number 21 is a shortstop 19 year old named Mateo Gill. Those are the only two middle infielders in their top 30 prospects. Colton's going to be 30 in October. It makes sense to me for them to give him that extension because he is a part of the team. He doesn't have a lot of miles on him. He's still he hasn't been hurt. He's still a guy that obviously loves the game, has committed himself to the community. I think that'd be a smart extension for the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I do too. And it was one of the ones that had been floated around quite a bit in spring training. If that was going to be a fit or they, they'd find a fit, I believe that they will. You're right, it makes sense. You remember the guy that we thought was going to be pushing potentially Colton or just somebody at the big league level at one point was Max Schrock. That was yeah. supposed to be the guy who actually was having a pretty good spring uh, for the Cardinals this year. But he was the guy they got in this Piscotti deal that was supposed to be the uh, player that really Munoz turned into. Uh, but it, it's uh, it's a good fit. He's got it figured out. Uh, I, I would love to see them be able to lock him up. It, it's all about dollars. It's all about cents. If he just keeps hitting in his living room, he'll be good to go. And did you hear him call the Astros cheaters? I, I heard it. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get it. Uh, we'll get that into a drop. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. He, I, I, hey, I heard it. They have to sleep in their own bed, right? They, hey, that was a really good answer, by the way. Yeah, it, was a, it was a great answer. Yeah. And you know what? If they do have any 
conscientious bones. I guess you don't have conscientious bones, do you? But if, if they are conscientious at all, it will torture them that that's the way they won the World Series. I don't know, man. I think they've already fooled themselves. And I think all of this happening has, I think they've forgotten about it. They said sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they it, did say sorry, sort of. Sorry. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN, BT Ranj and Randy, and Meet will be in with your questions via the text line 65780, the Sports Six Pack, coming your way on 101 ESPN.